Tyler Van Dyke. Could he really wind up leaving the Miami Hurricanes and transferring to the Alabama Crimson Tide? Here is everything we know. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alum, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your third, fifth. I've lost count of how many episodes we've done today, but thank you for making us your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Since this Tyler Van Dyke situation, will he transfer? Will he stay? It's evolving so much. Wanted to give you guys an afternoon update and some perspective. When this stuff first started coming to light last night, Wednesday night, you could have classified it at that point. All this Tyler Van Dyke transfer portal buzz, you could have called it a rumor. You fast forward 24 hours. It's not a rumor anymore. It's news. He hasn't made a decision yet, apparently, but it is news because you can confirm so many of the details behind this. As reported and confirmed now by the Miami Herald. Kane Sport, Caneville, Locked on Canes, dozens of other outlets. Other universities are attempting to entice the Miami Hurricanes starting quarterback into the transfer portal. The Alabama Crimson Tide are the specific team that seems to have serious legs behind them at this point. So the situation at Alabama, why they would even be interested in Van Dyke, which is at least a little bit surprising to me, but there is some logic behind this, okay? Bama does have talented quarterbacks on their roster. They're losing Bryce Young, but they do have talented quarterbacks, but they're young and unproven. Sophomores Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, they were both higher-ranked recruits coming out of high school than Van Dyke was. I can argue that they both have a higher upside than TVD, but between them, they only have one career start combined. So reports are saying that Nick Saban and specifically new Bama offensive coordinator Tommy Reese are putting value on Van Dyke's experience, and they think that's someone that can run their offense and maybe run it more smoothly than a quarterback with one career start and a quarterback with zero career starts under his belt. And the Tommy Reese connection, I think that's the one that really fuels this. Because when Reese, who was formerly the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, when he was at ND, uh, he really liked Tyler. And he apparently tried to entice Tyler to transfer to Notre Dame at one point when Reese was there. So new stop. He's trying to entice uh, entice Van Dyke again, I should say. Um, something I think we all need to remember here when we're talking about the details and there are certain things that are grounded in fact, other things that aren't, I don't want anyone jumping to conclusions and bashing Tyler Van Dyke on social media. I'm not going to do that (laughs) for all that. I've talked about his situation in the morning and now in the afternoon, you're not going to hear me say anything bad about Tyler Van Dyke. None of us, unless Mario Cristobal happens to be watching this or Drew Rosenhaus or Nick Saban happens to be watching this. None of us are close enough to the details here to truly know what's going on behind the scenes. And if at the end of the day, and this is my expected outcome, 
not putting it at 100%. I'm not putting it even at 90%. But I do expect Van Dyke to stay at Miami. And if it does happen that way, I don't want to see these countless essays from some of you on Twitter about how he's disloyal or he's a snake or anything like that. What's happening right now with Van Dyke? It's not exclusive to Van Dyke. This is the reality of modern college football. In the age that we're now in, of the transfer portal and in the age of NIL schools are constantly trying to recruit players from other teams, especially quarterbacks, because that position is different and starting caliber quarterbacks at dozens of schools are getting courted by other universities. It's happening. This is not specifically a Van Dyke thing. There have been reports coming out today that Ohio state is trying to entice Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis to leave Florida State for Ohio State. You've got this Van Dyke situation between Alabama and Miami. This is not unique to Tyler. So if you're angry at Van Dyke for reportedly, allegedly listening to what Nick Saban has to say, you wouldn't believe how many other players, not just in Miami, have found themselves in similar situations. So if you're going to be mad at Tyler, you should be mad at dozens if not hundreds of players okay if van dyke ultimately decides to leave miami for alabama i wouldn't be surprised i would be disappointed as a miami fan and as a fan of tyler who wants to see him play at miami and succeed next year i would be disappointed but i wouldn't be surprised the alabama crimson tide are stacked as they always are with future nfl talent future first rounders all over the offense and I'm sure if I'm Tyler Van Dyke and if I'm Van Dyke's family, I can see that temptation of going to Tuscaloosa, improving my draft stock, having a chance to win a championship. Because for as much as I'm, I'm optimistic about what Miami is building, I'm not delusional enough to think Miami is competing for a college football playoff spot next year. Alabama is. They are every single year, even if they just missed out on one of those. They're right back in that conversation this year. Now, the other part of it, which is something everyone's talking about right now, and I want to set the record straight on the money aspect of it. And we're going to do that when we come back right after we talk about Built Bar. Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. That's Saturday. I don't have all the details yet. I wish I did. The excitement is real, and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they've got the most incredible protein bars in the world, and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com this Saturday, April 22nd, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what the next flavor is, and I have no idea what it is. I'm hoping it's a Nutella flavor or a tiramisu flavor or like a chocolate lava cake flavor. I would love something like that. I don't know. I'm going to be in suspense like the rest of you. So make sure when you go to built.com, you use our promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. And I love me some built bars. Thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So again, I wanted to run through everything we know about the Tyler Van Dyke situation, that Miami is reportedly trying to convince him to stay, to convince him not to head into the transfer portal, and the Alabama Crimson Tide are reportedly the team that's at the other end of that portal 
trying to lure him in like the Sirens song. They are trying to lure Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, Florida to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And we're waiting to see how this plays out. And I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, any ridiculous conclusions until we see how it plays out. But the money part of it, the NIL aspect of it, is being reported on and talked a lot about today. Barry Jackson in the Miami Herald wrote about it, uh, and some of what he wrote was based on a report by Gary Furman at Kane Sport, which we're going to talk about in a second. Something important to remember here is, you know, in the old days, college players could never have agents. That line is very blurred in the age of NIL because college players now can have NIL agents, and a lot of times... NIL agents are also agents who represents pro athletes. So the lines get very blurred there. Tyler Van Dyke is represented by Drew Rosenhaus, one of the most powerful and prominent agents in the NFL. So Drew does not play around. That's the guy who cuts Tyler's NIL deals. And remember, it's in Drew's best interest, not only on behalf of his clients, but on behalf of himself to get his clients as much money as possible. And yes, he does get a cut of that. So this is what Gary Furman, this was part of a, a very long piece that Gary wrote about Van Dyke. So again, the money aspect, that was not the only part of Gary's report. And so I encourage people to read it because there's a lot of other layers to it. Uh, but he did write this about the NIL portion. He said, sources have told Kane Sport for many months that the Van Dyke camp has been frustrated that it has not been able to land a massive NIL hall at Miami where the effort has been more spread out as opposed to centered at one player. Now, it is worth pointing out that X-Man from Caneville has come out and refuted, he's refuted the idea that Van Dyke's camp is frustrated about the money, that he's not frustrated at what he's making now in NIL, but apparently... Rosenhaus uh, wants to make him more money that that's not necessarily upset about what he's making right now, but would like to try to get more. And it is an agent's job to do that. Now, um, when it comes to this NIL stuff, okay, I can believe that because I believe every starting quarterback in the country is trying to maximize their NIL situation that even if you may be, you know, somewhat satisfied with what you're making, you always want to try to make more if you can. And certainly the agents want to try to make you more if they can. Uh, and I think from Miami's NIL situation, I, I do think Miami needs more NIL donors and collectives to step up. Um, you know, some people think that John Ruiz is literally the only guy who does it. And that's not true. Kane's Connection is a collective. Uh, there are others out there who like to work in silence, you know, in contrast to Ruiz, who's Ruiz is very vocal about everything he does. There are other NIL collectives and donors who like to work a little bit more quietly. That's just their style compared to his style. So Ruiz is not the only show in town, but I do think he's carrying too much of this on his back that I think we need more others to step up to add more money and more diversity to where the money is coming from. Um, Gabby Arudia from Inside the U reported in the late morning today that Apparently, Tyler's NIL contractors, he has about 20 of them. So, again, it's not just all John Ruiz. He does have others. He does have a life wallet deal, but there are others are apparently holding meetings today that they're trying to maybe step up Tyler's NIL situation. So I'm sure that these businesses and these collectives are going to do whatever they can to try to keep Tyler happy, try to keep him at Miami. 
Uh, and I'm also sure that Miami's coaches are doing whatever they can to assess the situation and make the case for why he should stick around. But at the end of all of that, I certainly think money is it's a factor here because money is a factor in everything in this world and in every walk of life. OK, um, but I think it would be very unfair for anyone to characterize this as being all about money or being strictly a money play for Van Dyke. And I think some fans might use that as a coping mechanism if Van Dyke does decide to leave. Some might accuse him of being greedy and just doing this for the money. I think that's unfair, okay? Because the reality is, and I'll go back to this, I bleed orange and green, guys. There's no question about it. You know I love Miami more than anything. Uh, but the reality is Miami doesn't right now have the type of skill position talent or even the offensive line talent. It's getting better, but it's not where Alabama is right now, okay? So Tyler Van Dyke, money aside, I would understand if he might see a potential move to Alabama as his best chance of winning a national championship and also maximizing his draft stock because he would like to get into that NFL draft next year. And of course, if he does get extra NIL money, that can only help Bama's cause here if that's what they have to offer. But I don't think the money is the entire story, okay? And again, I, at the end of the day, maybe I'm wrong, but at the end of the day, I do expect Tyler Van Dyke to stick around in Miami. Um, you know, I think the relationship he has with his teammates, um, having just learned another new offense, he's just learned his third playbook in four seasons. And if you go to Alabama, you have to start completely from scratch in that aspect because spring football just ended. That's a lot of work to do in a very short period of time. You know, he's built relationships with people in Miami on that team and on that coaching staff. He and Xavier Restrepo are obviously very, very close. He and center Matt Lee, who Tyler helped recruit here have become very, very close in recent months. Um, I think Miami is going to find a way to make this work. And a couple people have asked me, if he does decide to stay, like, is it too late? Has has it become a situation that's unsalvageable, right? Because the fans are already turning on him, and will his teammates turn on him? Uh, I would like to think that, you know, of course, he is going to have to have conversations with his teammates behind closed doors that they would – I think his teammates probably understand better than most of us the realities of the business side of college football. And if he does decide to stay, hopefully they see that as, hey, he was loyal enough to stay, that they don't view him as a snake for maybe almost leaving, but more, hey, at the end of the day, he decided to stay. And that's the most important thing. And I know I can't tell fans how to feel about things. Um, you know, it, it would be stupid of me to do so. We are all individuals. We all have our own opinions. And, you know, every every person's opinions are shaped by our own life experiences. But um, I would look at it as I'm a Miami fan. I would look at it as, hey, listen, he he had an opportunity, but he ultimately decided to stay here. And I'm going to root for my quarterback. Regardless of the circumstances, he's my quarterback. He still has my uniform on. That's the guy leading the huddle every Saturday. I'm going to root for him. Like, I, I hope fans can understand that the way college football is moving with the transfer portal, it being so easy to get players to jump from one team to another, and all the enticement that comes from name, image, and likeness opportunities, that situations like this are going to become a lot more common, not less common. You're going to see players getting lured off of rosters around the country every single year. 
I think we have to get used to it. I think we have to get used to it that whether he stays or goes, I'm going to let this situation play out, my friends. Now, if he does leave, if Tyler does decide in the next couple of days or the next couple of hours that he's going to be taking his talents to Tuscaloosa, the timing would be catastrophic for Miami. He'd be down to two scholarship quarterbacks. Jakari Brown would be the likely starter based on experience and overall performances in spring. Wasn't great in the spring game, but he was good overall in the spring. He's still a work in progress, though, when it comes to being a complete starting quarterback. Emery Williams, the early enrollee freshman, he's got a very bright future, but he's definitely not ready. Like, he's not ready to carry a start. I mean, he could start, but you're not winning more than a handful of games if he starts, I don't think. So if Miami has to rely on one of them to be the starting quarterback for 12-plus games this year, you're leaving three or four wins on the table compared to what you would have had with Van Dyke. That's reality, that not having Tyler Van Dyke this coming season, you're going to win three or four less games, I think, than you would with Van Dyke under center. It's It could be a very rough year. You're going to have to take a lot of growing pains, and you may not improve at all from that record that you had last year. That's why the timing of a Van Dyke departure, if it happens this week, it would be pretty darn catastrophic, okay? Um, so no matter what, you've got to get somebody in the portal, okay? The best option in the transfer portal right now, and I don't think it's close, is Cincinnati quarterback Ben Bryant. Bryant got hurt in November last year, but prior to his injury at Cincinnati, he racked up 2,732 passing yards. He completed 61.2% of his passes, 21 touchdowns to seven interceptions. I think Ben Bryant would be the top option, and hopefully Miami would be working those phones and trying to sell him on, hey, like, get the heck out of Cincinnati, come down to Miami, Florida. That wouldn't be a bad thing for you. Um, you know, another option, uh, I think probably the second best option available. Um, you know, I, I guess I got to learn more about some of the quarterbacks in the portal. There's not a whole lot of starting caliber guys in there, but another option, Oregon State quarterback Chance Nolan. Uh, 15 games he's played as a starter um, over the past two seasons. He's thrown for over 3000 yards. That's over the past two years, 26 touchdowns to 18 interceptions. The last two years quarterback rating of around 140. So not as good of an option as, uh, as Bryant from Cincinnati, but chance Noland, you know, he's got 15 games of starting experience under his belt. So that that's something to look at now, no matter what the resolution here is for Tyler, if he stays or if he goes, Miami and Van Dyke, they must figure this out quickly for Miami's sake. Because every day, every hour, every minute here matters. Because every minute longer this takes to figure out, is he going or is he staying? That's a minute you deduct from Miami's opportunity to find a replacement in the transfer portal. Because when you go into that portal, whether you're looking for a starting caliber guy or if you're looking for backup depth, you need that, right? Even if you decide, hey, Jakari Brown is the guy, we're going to give him the opportunity, 12-plus games, it's his show this year, you still need more than two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. I mean, that is that is downright deficient, okay? So if you're down to two scholarship quarterbacks, you've got to have somebody else in there. And 
I don't want to see Emery Williams burn his red shirt. I don't. And remember, even if Emery doesn't start, if he's the number two quarterback, as we learned last year, second quarterback might have to play. Last year, the third quarterback had to play, and that involved Jakari Brown burning his red shirt last year. I would prefer not to burn Emery Williams' red shirt this year, which means he can play in up to four games without burning the red shirt. Okay, I would. That's the scenario I would like. You know, you use him a little bit, mop up duty, get a little experience, don't burn that red shirt, but time is of the essence here. The clock is ticking. We've got to figure this situation out. If Van Dyke remains a cane, I'm going to support him. If he goes somewhere else, I'm going to wish him the best and move on. Let's keep it classy. Let's keep it moving. Go Canes. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.